Hi, this is Jim, and this is Second Chance, a Moped Podcast. And welcome everybody to another week of Second Chance, Moped Podcast. Yes, we're here, we're back, we're in the basement. I was just explaining to my guests that I need to... I am so busy, like, I don't even buy lights, because after the hot water issue, the brakes went out in the Forester... I dropped my cell phone, cracked another screen, so I got all that going for me. Oh, I also broke a clutch spring in my Fast Hobbit. <laughs> and what else? What else did I break? I can just keep listening, but I did resurrect that stock Hobbit I got a couple weeks ago. And I sold a stock bike to a buddy of mine, and, like, he was kind of digging it, whatever, and he got it stolen, like, from his he, – he had it all chained up at his build, at his apartment building, secure, quote-unquote, um, parking ramp and like got stolen downtown st paul kind of bummed out about it well he saw and like he used a cable lock so like there's better locks out there i kind of explained that to him and he saw this hobbit that i had just picked up didn't even get run he's like how much do you want for that i'm like oh okay i'll sell it to you like and he actually put theft insurance on his moped and he's getting that apparently you can he's getting paid out like 500 bucks for a stock hobbit and like so good on him but like i got that going and like things are rad dude like for some reason i love that terrible smell of a stock hobbit or a stock any bike that hasn't ran for a decade like it's like that old stale gas like lacquer lacquer it's lacquer is what it is. It's Dextane lacquer terribleness. And with that, we're just going to roll my guest right into the show. Uh, Want to introduce yourself, my good guy? Uh, yeah, this is uh, Blake from QCB down here in Charlotte, North Carolina. Right on, Blake. Um, dude, I've been, I'm pretty excited to have you on because I dig your YouTube channel. It's sparse, but like the stuff you put out is fucking Thanks, golden. Um if anybody wants to know how to do Yamaha Sting stuff, Blake is your man. Yes, um, I've taken that whole thing apart. <laughs> <laughs> but, Blake, we're going to get going here. Um, here on Second Chance Moped Podcast, we go through people's moped journeys. I eat the very first time they ever saw a moped, the smile ride, like, you know, early part, middle part of your journey, what's like today. So, Blake, let me ask you this. What is your very first memory of a moped? Not necessarily getting on, but, like, the first time you can conceptually remember, hey, that's a moped. It would have to be, uh, we have this area in Charlotte called, uh, Noda and, uh, I was walking through there and, uh, I saw a big group of mopeds and it was actually QCB. Mm. Um, and I was like, man, that's cool. Like it kind of just, it did something for me. Like, and I was just like, man, I really want one. Um, and, uh, that was probably the first time I ever saw one, um, as a, as a group of mopeds. Okay. I think I, I had seen them before, like in magazines and like weird places like that, but not like, you know, like a pack of mopeds. Like mm-hmm. that. Yeah, dude. It's always weird. Like I, I, I can kind of identify with you. Like I do, I know exactly the first time I saw a moped, I was a kid, but like mm-hmm. seeing a pack of mopeds, like I, I always tell people, like, I think I, I saw casserolers go by my house, but like, I think I can remember, 
All right, I didn't see the casseroles go by my house. I saw Brap Tails, their moped rally, going by my house. I okay. think I saw the early days of casserolers, even before they were the casserolers, like That's awesome. riding around uptown. So, like, I think so. But, like, I've had a few head injuries since then and whatever, dude. Um, but so you saw that, and, like, what made you decide to get a moped? And, like, had you been into two-wheel bikes and stuff like that as a kid, motorcycles or anything like that? Not really. I've always been like uh, into motors and like just tinkering on like engines and stuff. So like when I saw that, it kind of it sparked something for me. I uh, like looking at every, everybody's like pipes and stuff on their bikes. Like I was like, man, this is amazing. This is so cool. Mm-hmm. And uh, I was like, man, I gotta I gotta see if I can find one. And then I ended up getting a uh, a Gorelli Super Sport was my first moped. Okay. And, I'm kind of uh, dumb on the Gorilla game. Is that the step through or top tank? That's the top tank. Okay. Yeah. So I got that and oh man, you know, it's just like any moped when you first get it that's been sitting for a hundred yeah, years. Just like we're talking about. I don't know if we were recording yeah. that, like that Dextain terrible smell. Yeah. 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 Gosh. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you know, the, the, the tank was, it, luckily it wasn't rusted out. Uh, the mm-hmm. tank was actually pretty clean, uh, but like it had massive air leaks and just a million different problems, but I, uh, I fixed all that and got it running. And, uh, now you say, you say you, um, were into motors and stuff like that, but then that's kind of a generic way of saying like, how did you get into motors? Like, were you, were you from a mechanical family or like, did you do any racing or like, cause that's always fascinates me. How, we have all in this at least like the mechanical people in this weird little obsession like how we came to turning wrenches yeah um i guess it really comes from like my dad um he uh i mean i'd always be out like helping him fix stuff on my sister's car or his car like when it would break like growing up and um I i think that's where i got it from like my dad my dad's a mechanical engineer so like he knows a little bit of everything mm-hmm. <laughs> and uh yeah i think that's really where i got it from yeah yeah like and i got yeah dude i had a both sides of the family like i had a grandpa they call he was they call him draftsman back in the day but now i think you'd be technically a mechanical engineer like he for honeywell and subcontractor for nasa and that type of stuff and then like my other grandpa was like an auto body guy. So like, right. I, no matter where I went, dude, it was mechanical stuff all the time. So that's awesome. Yeah. yeah. Um, so you had that kind of as a background and like, what year is this? Like that's again, that always kind of is my obsession. Like what, like the timeline making the puzzles fit. Like, like when did you see this? Like what year did you get your first bike? Oh, that, uh, probably. 2016 or 17 somewhere in there like okay. i really haven't been around that long compared to a lot of the other people in my club but mm-hmm. i love it it's so yeah awesome. dude no and like you got into it a couple years before me but like being <laughs> i was just having this conversation like there's a lot like i've seen your stuff and you know what you're doing there's a lot Thanks, of man. people who have no like you're like what like I thought, okay, like, and I'm still an idiot and I'll be the first one to admit it, but like there's a, mopeds allow you to get away with being a bad, bad, bad mechanic. <laughs> that's, <laughs> that's the beautiful well, thing about it. I them. mean, 
the funny part about it, you could be a good mechanic and they still break. <laughs> yeah, well, and that's the frustrating part about it. Like, I did yeah. everything right, but I still have a goddamn air leak. <laughs> and then tell people to get a scooter. Um, yeah. <laughs> so, like, you got that Gorelli, you got it going, you say. Like, what all, how long did it really take you to get it running, like, to speed? I think it probably took me about a month or two um because i was i was really hunting down like the air leaks and stuff i was like where like what is happening you know it get really hot and you know so you know did the whole brake clean trick around like everywhere mm-hmm. to try to figure out where it was coming from and what like what was the deter- did you find the big one or was it like a case seal or like what what were some of the stuff on that it was a cr- it was a it was a crank still. <clears throat> yeah. yeah. But, um, and how bad are those Gorellis to even work on? Like, I honestly never touched a Gorelli mechanically. They're not I've so them, bad. They're fun. The only bad part about it is the rubber clutch, mm-hmm. <laughs> and uh, you know the uh, the aluminum star piece to the clutch, and that thing sucks. <laughs> but you ask the Gorelli people, and they're like, "Dude, just let them cool down. Don't be stupid right. about it." Like, yeah, yeah, um, yeah. So you got that going and like, did you instantly try to pair up with QCB or like, how did that kind of relationship start to happen? Now that's an interesting story. So like, I, I forget, I was, I forget what year this was. It was somewhere around that same time, like before I met anybody in QCB. So I had been, you know, working on this Gorelli and, you know, of course I found Treatland and I was, you know, looking at parts on there. And, uh, I had gone on this vacation with a couple of my friends and, uh, we actually were in San Francisco and I was like, dude, I really want to stop by Treatland and like, just go check this place out, mm-hmm. you know? So like we went there and, um, you know, they kind of like showed me around. It was really freaking awesome. Cause like, you know, I wasn't in a club, like they had no idea who I was, but I yeah. was in the mopeds, you know? Yeah, dude. And, uh they showed me around and like actually bought some tires and shipped them back home while i was out there (laughs) of (laughs) all things that's awesome i was like oh i can get these these are cool ship them back but uh while i was up there they were like man you you should check out qcb and go ride with those guys and uh so that's what i did i uh i joined like the facebook page that they have that we have um and uh went to one of the rides and that's how i met everybody how was that first group ride for you dude like that's always interesting for me it was pretty awesome actually because like i showed up on the gorelli and they thought i was ryan because like it was a top tank like like when i first pulled up they thought i was ryan Mm -hmm. they were like who's this guy you know like (laughs) you know kind of trolling (laughs) me a little bit but yeah yeah. it's cool um so like what were the back then at least like what were the group rides like were they just short little jobs like were they getting 10 like like how like back then and we can talk about qcb today but like <clears throat> sorry about that um what were the meetups like i'm guess i i think i'm trying to ask the the first one that i went to it was a it was a donation like ride it was like a coat ride basically mm. for like homeless people that um that couldn't have like couldn't get clothing you know yeah yeah 
though like we were basically like we had set up these boxes around town for people to drop like coats and stuff off in the boxes so we could take them to a shelter and uh that's like what we did so we rode around all these stops like threw all these coats and stuff on our mopeds <laughs> and uh rode around town and picked up everything it was pretty cool yeah that's one thing uh, over and over and over and over and over i've heard and have seen the qcb is so awesome about um giving back to the community in one form or another and so like very thumbs up on that yeah um, we, try, we try our best to do that no nah, dude it's fucking great uh distinguished gentleman's ride you guys participated in like i feel like most of the <laughs> moped community donated to that hopefully um and so you guys did you did that jacket ride and like what was that like experience for you like because obviously it's not the it's not the cool kid club like oh we're gonna do this and it's like no come on right. guy we're gonna go get a whole bunch of fucking random yeah. people's jackets like <laughs> yeah yeah it was uh i was kind of just like wow this is pretty crazy like i mean especially riding in a group ride with a pack of mopeds it kind of changed things for me um mm -hmm. i was like wow this is really cool um and then you know going and doing all that stuff and then after after we did the group ride like we took this big picture and uh i still have that picture somewhere but, uh, <laughs> yeah it was a it was a really good memory man honestly uh, yeah no dude that's uh that's that first group ride is still i don't remember much about my first group ride but i remember the sensation of taking off with everybody and like I don't know about you, but like, there's that moment where like, this is right. Right. Like, you know, and I yeah. think just looking at you, like on the video, like screen, you get that smile, like flashing back, like, yeah, we yeah. both kind of see it in each other's eyes. Like, yeah, yeah. yeah, that was, that was a moment that we, I think for each of us hold on to. Yeah. Um, so you did that. And like, are you understanding this is a hoarding collection thing <laughs> addiction at this point or like, Oh Yeah. <laughs> Cause yeah, like, I, yeah. like I heard all these people like talking, I got this bike and that bike. Like what was right. it like sitting down and chatting, getting to know people like, what was it like that for you? <laughs> I mean, it was, it was pretty intimidating, I guess. Like the mm -hmm. first time I had heard of like, you know, like, oh, you've got all these bikes and stuff, but like going over to like people's houses and seeing all of them, I'm like, man, this is so awesome. Like, you know, just having all these different options. It's like a collection of cool. Mm-hmm bikes you know it's... yeah dude like no, no i can totally identify and we all know like the first time we go to another moped person's shop or garage and like it could be three bikes or it could be 300 bikes it's just like a whole new world and we both we were like oh, it's just a totally radical experience to see that um so you had your first group ride yeah you, was your bike stock at that point or like had you put through a kit on it or i think yeah i had thrown a kit on it um i had a, a 70 cc polini on it mm -hmm. um so i had done that um i didn't have a pipe on it though i was running the stock pipe nice <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's always, that's always fun throw one of the <laughs> cylinders and let's just kill it on down yeah. with this little tube <laughs> nah dude that's rad and it's like yeah um so you kind of hanging around those guys 
is this kind of in the fall or spring of the year? Have you been kind of looking a lot at MA? Are you looking at like rallies or like anything like that? Like, and when I, I always bring up rallies to people because like, it doesn't have to be your moped experience, but it's like for everybody, it's like also like, it's like a family get together that we all, right. there's yeah. a couple of three big ones a year or two big ones. So like, that's why I always kind of, and that's a good way to meet other people and blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Um, yeah. I'm, I mean, I'm looking forward to the buzzards. That's like next week. Dude. Which, uh, so lucky. I wish I could go. Yeah. I just can't make it. Yeah. Yeah. It should be fun. I think, uh, I mean, we're all going to go camp and do the whole camping rally stuff. Cause you know how us QCB boys are, you know, we like soft cells and stuff. Get the cops <laughs> called on us and softest club in the South. <laughs> <laughs> um, but what was like your first rally going experience oh, like okay. like that's what you were asking yeah okay. yeah whatever okay. dude yeah um <clears throat> it had to have been i mean it wasn't really a rally it was um a ride and chatter which okay. i guess the one the one that i did go to was kind of like a rally because there was a raffle and um i actually won some stuff nice um which was cool which I never, I never win stuff at <laughs> no better rallies, but um, that one I did win. And uh, yeah, it was really, free. it changed, that really changed everything for me. Once I did that, um, it was like, man, like just riding a whole pack and like, you know, blasting across bridges and going through cemeteries and stuff. I was like, man, this is so awesome. Yeah. <laughs> Richmond's a great city to go ride mopeds in. Like I'll say that, like, and especially with uh, it really is. Thomas and the whole rebel rousers, anytime you're there, like they all turn out. And at least that's been my experience. Like rad and jatters. I hear nothing but great things. Like it's, it'd be interesting to see a ride and chatter again, especially like, how you southern people take 50 degree weather like yeah fuck minnesota <laughs> like springtime minnesota we're in t-shirts dude that's short we're, we're we're like that bear coming out of hibernation like it's 50 degrees we can have shorts on like it's not snowing <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah um, yeah it, it i mean we're not used to that that cold cold like that you know. Nah, dude, it's all relative to where <laughs> you live. I totally understand that. Like, I keep on telling everybody, I hope one day they fire me at my job because then I will move the fuck out. But unfortunately, <laughs> they keep telling me I do a good job there. So I don't think yeah. that's happening anytime soon. Um, so, like, you did the ride and chatter thing and super rad, super awesome people. Um, what is your moped existence like? Existence? saying that word wrong i think like at that point for you are you starting to buy bikes are you starting to like fill up your garage are you starting to lose all your normal friends like that like what is happening in your life i guess yeah i think uh you know i'm trying to remember somebody up there had a like a french motor became and like they were blasting around on it i saw it and i was like man that's so crazy like how the engine swings back and like mm -hmm like man i want to get one of those so that that's that's what my next bike was was a motor became no oh, lordy how was yeah. that let's hear let's hear the um <laughs> the the headache inducing of frustration and anger that was for you <laughs> yeah that uh yeah that 100 accurate on that um 
I I mean the the whole motor was locked up when I got it. Like okay, I had to beat the piston out of the cylinder. Like it was really bad. Um, the bearings were shot. I had to do bearings on it, um, seals. So that was like a complete bottom to top rebuild for me. Mm. And that that was you know pretty cool. <laughs> uh, yeah and where are you getting the information for this are you just looking moped army or youtube tutorials or like um yeah I, I was you know looking at youtube a lot and just watching like a lot of the uh, travis tutorial videos and um um just videos like that like mm-hmm. just seeing like what i needed to do to get it to run right um and that's basically it, really. Yeah, I think I did get on uh, Moped Army and look at some stuff too. Right on. Um, so you got that. How long? How long did it take you to get that motor beginning going? Was it like an AV7, AV10? The AV7's dual variated, correct? Or what's it? I still always screw up the differences with the AV7, AV10. I think the one that I had because I took that variator off. I think it was just uh, it wasn't variated. I think it okay. was just a pulley basically yep Uh, and how like so single speed how long did it kind of take you to get that kind of dialed in and lined out um well i i ended up going with like the doppler variator and like i didn't even mess with the stock variator (laughs) (laughs) yeah once i started to get into it i was like man you can spend a lot of money on a moto <laughs> as soon as you say french it's like you should say hundred dollar bills just start breaking right. them out yeah yeah <laughs> fucking but, french bikes yeah i didn't go like crazy nuts like some people do i i still have it it's like an av7 uh just doppler variator and you know, uh, with the bearing mm-hmm. and uh that's you know just the aerosol 70 you win 70 like i hear all the french guys like always saying or the french people like saying you need a 50 cc and you can just make those things rip and i'm like yeah maybe maybe someday i think think that uh more applies towards like the av uh av10 okay Um, yeah if you go av10 then stay 50 if you can right on um yeah but I have so many projects and I have so little time and I'm for some reason when I get into moped work work on mopeds I just slow down because it's kind of my therapy of just right we're gonna have fun and we're not gonna go 900 miles an hour right um so you get that motorcane you get that running uh you're in that French life are you are you hanging around QCB a lot more at this point or are you starting to prospect for them like what yeah, like how did yeah. that whole process happen for you at that point i think um yeah i was prospecting at that point i think um that was i can't remember if that was before or after um the rally what rally was that that was uh was the revenge of the uh the fifth i believe was the rally um I want to say I've heard of that, but who threw yeah. that? That was us. We threw. Oh, that. Okay. Yeah. yeah. There you go. Uh, yeah, we threw that rally, and then that's when they presented me uh, my prospect patch. Was nice. That rally. 
Did you have to do all the fun prospect stuff like run around? (laughs) Oh, yeah. (laughs) Yeah, I had to do lots of fun stuff. Yeah. (laughs) Was a chase driver or? (laughs) Um, No, I didn't have to. So the rally happened and then like towards the end of the rally is when they gave me the prospect patch. So but I did have to do a bunch like during the, the rally, help out, you know, hand out tickets and, you know. Do all, do all this fun sort of rally organizations. Yeah. Um, what's a I'm trying to think how to word? I will ask about QCB rallies later in the in the show. Um, so you start doing that. Like, are you branching? I mean, Richmond's kind of a hall for you guys, but like, are you starting to branch out and get out to rallies at this point in your like moped existence? Like, because yeah. At that point, I was just kind of like realizing like, hey, this is like a whole world. Like this is like a whole community of people throughout like the nation or well, the world really mm-hmm. um, that ride these things and like um, just have a good time at rallies and stuff. And like, I think at that point I was starting to realize like, this is really like bigger than I thought it was, you know? Um, and I think... I was like, you know, I, I really liked that, you know? Yeah. And, uh, you know, from there, I was just like, I want to go to more routes, like, and just ride. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um, What, what, it's always a weird balance. Like, are you like going to rallies? Are you working on bikes? Are you, are you riding local? And like, I have not been doing a lot of local stuff this year. Cause it seems like I've been working, working, working rally right. out way out West or way out East. And which, um, those pictures look crazy by the way, which uh, one uh, <laughs> uh, ba- bakers. I mean, all of them, <laughs> dude, I was just like bakers and you, you, I can't remember. Were you on your QCB bakers team a couple of years I ago? I was. Yep. Okay. I, Sorry if I I don't remember. Yeah, that. I was I was at the finish line there and I was in a bad place, but whatever. Um, Bakers this year and you do and like Matt St. John brought it up at um, Cleveland. Like once you've done a pinball or Bakers, you're not in this exclusive thing. It's not this at all. But you're like in this weird fraternity, like yeah. war buddies, if you will. Yeah. Like, yeah. and I tell that to people all the time. You need to do it. Like yeah. it will change. And for me, it changed a lot of things about me. And like, I can't describe how beautifully miserable it was. And I plan on doing it again. Yeah. Like, I loved I, that, it. That's the, exactly how I feel about it. Also. Like, I mean, the experience is insane. Like mm-hmm. it's just like, right. Like I've never ridden a moped that far ever. Nope. <laughs> nope. And probably, I mean, until the next Baker's, I probably won't ever do that on my own free time you know but uh it's just a crazy experience man like riding a moped like that like yeah just wide open throttle for like <laughs> six hours a day yep. at least yep, <laughs> yep. like you, know, you don't you you do so many things on bakers you don't think are right. possible or you don't think are realistic but right. like yeah dude sending it for like yeah. <laughs> an hours and yeah. like you know being proud you're doing 50 miles an hour on that yep. kit like wow that's really good like back home yep. i'd be slow as shit but like yep. hold out throttle wide open for six hours like yeah see what that motor's like after with that heat soak after a while see what happens like 
it's like you're, you're dealing with so many different things also too it's like elevation like oh, yeah. you know like if it starts to rain on you then it's like getting more humid and like you know it's just like your mixture's weird and oh like, dude i am so blessed we did not i ran away from rain the last day at baker's like that's I awesome saw it, that you didn't get rained on <laughs> oh so happy i didn't get rained on like i know you guys hit it hard got hit hard a few days but like I remember coming out of the high deserts of Oregon and coming into Mount Hood and seeing this cloud like kind of following us and it mm-hmm. sprinkled a little, but it wasn't anything like you guys had to deal with. Yeah. But yeah, um, it, I mean, it. I know that a couple of days like I rode and it was just like, just like complete, just I've never ridden in rain like that. It was just like pouring down rain. Like why am I on this thing riding a moped like mm-hmm. and pouring down rain? Uh, but dude we had cold days though too like cold oh i bet 45 degrees (laughs) like and like get up in the fucking mount we're in the snow caps and like i hate snow yeah i'm from minnesota and i fucking hate snow i'm i'm flicking off the mountains and like my chase driver's like what are you doing did you see that goddamn snow like yeah but we'll get (laughs) we'll talk about bakers as well but like we'll get back to your story a little more um so you're starting to do, you're starting to get out, you're starting to prospect, you're buying bikes, you're playing with bikes. Um, when did, like, when did you get, decide, like, I need something different? Or, like, when, I'm trying to ask the question of, like, you have some different bikes. Like, what made you want to get some way, like a Yamaha Sting? Nobody has. Like, a few people have it. But, like, when did that kind of come into your wheelhouse? Well, <clears throat> Matt had come across two of them and he had came to me and he was like, Hey, you want to do a build off? And I was like, uh, sure. <laughs> so that's how I got the Yamaha Sting is that we were building against each other and, okay. uh, to see who could make the better bike. Yeah. Yeah. Who and, ended up winning? Oh, of course I did. You know, <laughs> Matt lost. Good. Matt needs to get put in his place. <laughs> <laughs> I hope he hears that. I do he too. Will. <laughs> I, I hope so, so much. Him and his I fucking love you, yacht. Matt. I love you, him, Matt. <laughs> I lo- we all love Matt, dude. Him and his yacht rock. We kind of love him. Um, <laughs> but, um, so, and I'm trying to keep, I'm trying to extend the podcast, what I'm trying to do here. Um, when did you, like, at this, like, what's your farthest out rally you've ever been to? Not counting bakers, because that's an mm. experience all on its own. Yeah, um, that's a hard one. And if you're not a tra- you fly in or traveling, yeah, I mean, I, I typically, I guess I, I did do Detroit. Um, how far is that for you guys? That's like eight, yeah, nine eight hours. hours is a good haul, dude. Yeah. Um, I mean, I understand not everybody's crazy like I am. Like, oh, 12, 14 hours, whatever, dude. Like, Yeah. I guess that's probably my farthest one. Um, How was the Detroit rally? I know Eric sent – is that the one with the flooding? Eric sent me some videos oh. <laughs> of it. Um, it was like it was like a tornado. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like that's people's what it was. tents were flying across, like, the rally spot it was crazy like and we like we had this one like canopy and everybody was underneath it everybody's like holding on to the canopy like trying to like hold it down keep like the wind from blowing away but you know 
uh, yeah, it was crazy. There was sand blowing everywhere. It was nuts. Eric sent me a video of the aftermath with him and the Clark family band. Yep. And like Eric just going, it's fine. It's fine. It's great. Yep. It's fine. Everything's it's fine. fine. <laughs> um, yeah. love that I think boy. I actually took that video. <laughs> nice, dude. Yeah. Eric looks like he just got through like, <laughs> I can't even describe the look on his face, but he was a little rattled. Um, when you talk about the Yamaha sting and stuff like that, you got the Yamaha Sting. What are some other kind of more rad bikes? And like, what made also like I think I you talked about this on another show or possibly, but like, what made you decide to video uh, document that rebuilding of that Sting? And um, how did how did you get into like document like doing your YouTube channel? And do you want to throw out what your YouTube channel is? Um, yeah, it's uh, Moped Potato. You mm-hmm. just type that into uh, YouTube. Uh, that it should come up yep um because i'm a potato and qcb <laughs> <laughs> um yeah the, the reason why um i like started to document that stuff is because like i mean somebody might need that you know um at some point you know yeah. and I, I mean there's not very many stings here but i mean if somebody has one and like it has a bad seal leak and they're afraid to jump in there they can look at my video and like, hey, this is where this part goes. Like, mm-hmm. you know, they can, you know, figure it out. Yeah. No, that's rad. You're doing a YouTube show. Um, and I always encourage people, like, there needs to be more moped media of any sorts, whether it's um, funny songs, uh, Instagram accounts, podcasts, YouTube channels. Um, Travis of Travis Tutorial, like, yeah, I still go back and watch his Pinball 3 video yes about once a month that <laughs> yep. is so effing rad and like being able to go to seattle a month ago that for their awesome. rally oh it's so beautiful but like i understand where stuff is now like when he first showed up to get his bike that's magic touch like where the where mm-hmm. bakers took off from that's Ball, the arcade bar they all go to yeah it is so that's fucking so rad cool. that has ivan stewart's off-road in it ps and i did I, I did very well on that folks. Um, but when speaking like pinball and bakers, like when did that get on your radar? How did you ever discover that? I think it must've been a uh, Travis tutorial. When I watched that same video that you're talking mm-hmm. about, um, that's when I heard of like heard about it, you know, like I'm like, what is this? You know? And he kind of like tells you like what's happening. Um, but I, I had, at that point i had you know i didn't even think about possibly doing that mm-hmm. I, at that point i was thinking that's madness <laughs> like that's crazy um but eventually you know like the more you do this stuff you know it's like i want to do something crazy you know like mm-hmm. I go ride my moat see how far i can ride my moped before it breaks <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> you know? um you guys did QCB as a club. Did it in 2021, was it? Or was it 2020? Yeah, it was 2021, correct? 2021, what? The uh, the last rally we had? No, no, no. I'm talking about when you guys did Baker's Dozen. Oh, yeah. That was, yeah, that was 2021. Yep. And what made you guys, and I think you might, you guys did a really good job on Moped Monday, but just for our show, like, 
what made you guys decide to do it? What made you decide you want to do it? Well, Matt had built the buy bike for that ride and um he was he wanted to do it and he was like any any anybody else want to do it and i was like man i'll do it you know that sounds awesome i'll do it um and a couple of the other guys did tommy dingus and ryan and we had a team together and we were like let's do this um and that's that's really how i got got into it (laughs) um were you uh, i know you guys started off originally with two bikes correct correct yes <laughs> that's a whole nother story you want to, yeah we can Tell, we can dive yeah, into yeah. that let's, let's dive into that because i give so much credit who anybody as a team thinks that they're gonna do two bikes yeah. and like yeah yeah so we we had planned to do two bikes um and uh it was tommy's bike we built it and uh we were still having like a few issues like even when we brought it um like the 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 hydraulic brake line hadn't been bled and just a couple other little fine-tuning things but um we it was kind of like we built it and then we just brought it there you know like Mm -hmm. let's see what happens you know like is it gonna is it gonna make it is it gonna blow up and it blew up <laughs> <laughs> was that a derby or what did you guys have yeah it was a derby uh it's a start five derby okay um yeah dude i was still <laughs> to uh, the day and a half before bakers i was still tuning on my bike and still finding new issues so yeah <laughs> they're it's it's a mo they're always a moped um how much did you once what bike were you initially on for your team? Were you on the Derby or were you on the bye bike? How'd you guys kind of determine the riding schedule originally? Um, originally like, you know, Tommy and Matt, they, they're, that was Matt's bike and that was Tommy's mm-hmm. bike. So like they started it off. Um, and, um, that's how we started it off. And then we started having issues. The first day was the absolute worst day. Uh, because I think we probably pulled over probably more than 10 times that day. Ooh. Like it was rough. Um, um, but uh, the buy bike seemed to be doing like perfect. And the, the Derby was struggling. Uh, mm-hmm. Needless to say, like we, uh, <laughs> you know, we pulled over one time. It was, you know, you know, it actually seized that day too, I believe. I think, I think that yeah. was the same day. Um, yeah, yeah, it was the same day because we ended up uh, throwing it in the back of the truck. Okay. Uh, but um, yeah, uh, there. Uh, you know, I <laughs> he's I probably... having flashbacks of PTSD right <laughs> now, folks. Like, I know that look. Like, yeah, I've I, had that many times. Like, I pulled oh, the carb off that bike that day. Like. 30 times oh like, and what kept if, happening that made you pull the carb off was it read issues or yeah we were thinking like uh like we were just kept rejetting. we kept thinking there was air leaks we were you know thinking that the float was stuck you know just weird things like that you know um and i just we just kept pulling it off um mm-hmm. i'm trying to remember i feel like there was another main reason why i kept taking it off i can't remember it now um but yeah um but if you've ever taken a carb off of a derby 
like uh like a variant frame it sucks man like mm. <laughs> it's like in between the frame like you have like like a four inch window to get your hands down there and like you know it sucks <laughs> yeah i don't envy that because like that was one nice thing with my hobbit setup like those four bolts i could get to so nice with that mlm subframe like that mm. was perfect um so once you guys decide to pack that in how did you guys decide to do a riding schedule then like uh, i think at that point we kind of realized like hey like we we screwed up by trying to run two bikes and then we uh we had like you know we started to get a little bit more competitive like mm -hmm. um with it um and we were like okay like we started thinking about like the routes and stuff like 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 ryan's our lightest rider so we might want to throw him on there like for these really steep hills and like just stuff like that you know um and you know just trying to you know uh plan ahead for like what's ahead you know like you know like there's these really curvy roads up ahead like we'll let dingus ride this and you know Mm -hmm. just stuff like that you know did you guys learn about um uh google map downloading uh no what is yeah. that well when you, you go to your google map area mm -hmm. and like what you do is like you focus out as much okay. as you for that area then you can go to offline download like uh patrick uh chad's husband taught me that um nice in uh yellowstone because like yeah I think because Dave... like you don't have service out there no, so, yeah. none at all and i know you guys ran into that issue yep. as well and yep. like patrick was like that's one rad thing and i think you guys experience this a lot mm -hmm. like one rad thing about bakers at least for the most part like it's one traveling community and everybody want at least for like my year like everybody yep. wanted to help everybody and everybody wanted to see everybody make it and that yep. was that was a super rad thing about it. Like, I mean, we, there's like, yeah. And that's, that's what I'll say about that. Yeah. Um, how much did you end up riding then? Um, I think we think, um, I know I rode the day that we came in first place. Nice that was dude. Pretty cool. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, I think I, I think I rode after we, um, dnf the uh the derby i think i rode the rest of the way to the campground and at that mm -hmm. point we were like like <laughs> we already knew we were in last place we were like let's stop at burger king get some burgers <laughs> like, you know like <laughs> we were just kind of cruising at that point yeah uh, but uh yeah i rode that day and i think those are the only two days i really rode okay like, and I give credit for anybody on Bakers who, like, hasn't, quote-unquote, off day. Like, mm -hmm. if I would have had an off day, I don't think he would have got me back on the bike, right. to be honest right. with you. Because, yeah, like, leaving Red Lodge, I remember, like, throwing my leg over the bike. Like, I do not fucking want to ride mopeds today. <laughs> I do not. And, that, like, that ended, up, that ended up being one of the more fun days. Right. Like, I tagged um, my chase driver because I don't know if you ever saw it. Um, drafting with Chad Burke and Zach, mm -hmm. 
like that going into Yellowstone fucking and then in Yellowstone just drafting with cowboy through like certain parts of the park like that's so cool man oh dude it i can't like, like, and that's a that's a memory you'll remember forever right there yep and i'm sure you have a thousand mm-hmm. memories like that um when it comes to bakers like i know you it, i know you guys as a club it sounds like and i can tell like you guys came closer together at the mm-hmm. end of that experience for sure, for sure. yeah even though you probably had a few moments where you told each other to f off, because I mean everybody does. Like, yeah, that's yeah there what... were there were definitely some tight moments. I think, uh, like, it, you know, just a lot of pressure. You know, like mm-hmm. I think I think one day, like, oh man, we were uh, sitting at a picnic table. Like, we had made it there, but like the bike had seized. So like, <sighs> we had pulled the kit off, and like me and Ryan, it was just sitting there, just like sand in the cylinder, <laughs> like. It looked like we had just like jacked off the tin man. Like our hands were like <laughs> black. Like <laughs> it, it was, it was, yeah. There was some high stress that night because like we had done all that and then we couldn't get it to run for the longest time. Mm. Um, we had an air leak and then we found that and then we got it to run. But another part about that too is like it was at a biker campground and like everybody was getting pissed that we were working on it late and yeah. It was, uh, but we well, got was, six. <laughs> was that like the last, was that the last night that you guys had for Baker's or was that, um, that, no, that was probably halfway through the week. Okay. I think. Like for us on our last night, there was a whole, we ended up kind of getting split into two hotels mm-hmm. and like it was me and team meet. Uh, some of the Boston guys were both working on our bikes and it's like midnight and I'm fucking tired. I switched out a, I, I switched out a final drive, pulled the cylinder. I had my co I had my chase driver, Colby scraping all the carbon off. I ended up reusing the cylinder, but put a new piston in because the, where the circlip goes for the wrist pin, something happened where it got like, scored up so that mm-hmm. wrist pin was slapped out? it walked out a little bit yeah so like i didn't want to risk it so i took a piston out of a new kit went upstairs in the hotel and started <laughs> die grinding out like the windows and everything <laughs> in the sink because i had, I brought my die grinder with me thank god um, good old good old hotel porting you know yeah <laughs> <laughs> and like it's just shit like that people i can't tell you how rad that stuff is um and what was it like for you guys getting through the finish line because like it really didn't hit me for like a week or so later like you just were it was always that forward momentum forward momentum we're going to the next place we're going to the next time we're going the next place and then once you finally get to sit still for a couple days like yeah it's it's insane because it's like you just go 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 the whole time it's like you're either packing up your tent or you're constantly doing something you know Mm -hmm. like it it, like there's never a point where you're not doing something um which is pretty crazy in Mm -hmm. itself um the the last day though um it was it was very relieving like get there um it it felt amazing to just be able to relax and just like not worry about a moped for a minute. <laughs> <laughs> well, at least you weren't an idiot like me 
I brought a bike with me and we went and rode around Portland that night, <laughs> the next day. <laughs> hey, I'd, I'd probably have done that too, honestly. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> if I was well, in Portland, like, I definitely would have done that. Yeah, dude. The I can't, Andrew, Grom, Kyle, Travis, like, I can't thank those guys enough. They're such a rag crew out there. Um, So, like, after Bakers, what was mopeds like for you? Like, for me, <laughs> it's it's weird because I tell people it changed me. Like, yeah. for the better, I think. Um, When you I came did, back. I, did you work on bikes right away or did you take a break <laughs> no i took a break i took a week break i was like i'm not touching a moped for at least a week <laughs> dude uh, i went and rode a moped to my mom's place <laughs> and i got caught in a rainstorm oh no. long story short on the way home i laid a bike down <laughs> oh gosh <laughs> fucking laid a bike down i rode 1860 miles not a fucking problem i lay a bike down in the town i live in <laughs> did you break the bike no i i was on i was on my um kind of my commuter hobbit and <laughs> i ended up cracking the headlight bezel like the actual bezel the oem one other than that no issues oh i bent a pedal like okay, I, that's not that bad I just ended up, it was, it was a weird transition. I kind of cut through a parking lot and I hit some very slick, just freshly sealed blacktop. And like you hit the rain on it, right? It's slick as a button. That's what happened to me. Yeah. So I've, uh, I've laid my Hobbit down before and I've bent the crank. Like that sucked. Yeah. Man, out of all the things to mess up on this, like why do it have to be the crank? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, dude, that that's a bummer. Um, but what have you, like, like I said, um, you got back from Baker's, did you start working on any different projects afterwards or like, what have you kind of been up to? I know you kind of play, I know you QCB and dose has kind of a cool relationship going Yeah, definitely. Um, with, uh, you were one of the people explain with that new, um, Hobbit clutch that everybody's a big fan of. I've yet to really play with cause I've just. 15 other things going um how did that all happen so i actually i found that clutch um because i was like nerding out like one night i was like surfing the web i was like i need a new clutch for the hobbit because like i have this issue with mine like where uh it kept snapping like clutch springs and it would get really annoying like um like i'm not saying the the stock like hobbit clutch is bad but i don't know i I think mine is bad or something. I don't know. Um, but it would they do keep... bend. Those yeah. pins bend after a while. Yeah. Maybe that's what's up. Um, but I, I got kind of tired of it, and I was like, there's got to be other options for this thing out there somewhere. So I started surfing the web, doing some, like, overseas, like, surfing, you know. Mm-hmm. And I found that clutch. Um, and... Uh, I was like, man, I want to get this thing, but like they don't ship to the U.S. Um, So I was like, I think I know somebody who can get this for me. (laughs) And uh, so I messaged Blake uh, at Dose and I was like, hey, man, can you get this? And he was like, yeah, I think so. Let me see if I can get it. You know, and we were just emailing back and forth. Um, And he ended up getting it and he was like, I'm going to get a couple of them. I was like, "Okay, cool. 
So he got it for me, and I was like, I'm going to do a video of this because um, mm-hmm. I'm probably the only person in the States that has this. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I made that video. And What was um, some of your challenges? What was some of the things you can't you noticed about it right away versus the – we can just kind of a commercial for it as well, like versus the OEM clutch. Um, like the things I like about it the best yep. or um, both. Yeah. Um, it would have to be like, so the, just the, like the compression style springs that like you can adjust that, like, and you don't have to change the springs to get like a stiffer clutch. Like mm-hmm. you can just adjust the nut and that's it. You know, um, I thought, that's really freaking cool. Um, just being able to do that alone, like you can actually like tune the clutch, which mm-hmm. is another whole thing. Like, um, you just you know, of course you got to count the turns and like you know how many yeah. turns I do on the side. Let me do the same on the side. Well, that's that not necessarily style, but like one thing I always used on like cart clutches was my caliper the mm-hmm. the slag caliper like just to keep them all even because like we use a clutch very similar to like what everybody's using now the ktm clutch for the e50s right like that's a horseman design or was it horseman horseman design and the lnt clutch design for carts for years mm-hmm. so like i saw first time i saw like the ktm e50 clutch i'm like dude, that's the way to do it right there with the pressure plates and everything. Like, I love yeah. that design. Yeah. That's half the reason why I got an E50 that's still sitting here. I need to do something with, <laughs> but like maybe this winter I'll tell myself. Um, so you start playing with that. What are some of the, like, you you like the adjustability, the maneuver that you can have with that versus the OEM ones. What are some other things? How is it grab? How is the friction material? Like, um, I haven't you... had I haven't had any issues with mine, and I've put like at least seven hundred miles on that thing um, mm-hmm. since I've put it on. Um, and I mean, it grabs great. Like I could I could make it stiffer if I wanted, but I think where I have it right now is pretty good. Like it still wants to lift up the front end, which is tight. Nice, but... yeah, yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah. Um, what are some of the things you don't care for? You said there's a few drawbacks. Um, yeah, the, the weight, it's a lot heavier, um, than like the stock clutch, uh, Mm -hmm. which I've seen people like machine it and do some crazy stuff, um, like to make it a little lighter. I haven't touched mine. I just left it the same. I'm just wondering what it'd be like if people are, okay, I totally get that, that it might be a little heavier. I wonder if it would be like paired up with the treats clutch bell they came out with uh, years that ago. I would like to try. I should do that. Yeah, because I mean, then you you just trade off one thing for the other, and that right. might help you out. You know, just yeah. just a little just a little thing, like because I'm not saying I I have no opinion upon the clutch because everybody asks me, "Are you running it yet?" No, like I just yeah, I I'm I'm all about other than OEM replacements, but I just, I haven't had the time or I haven't wanted to spend the money on it. I think it's right. worth every penny. Cause it looks like a very quality product. Like, yeah. um, but yeah, so you played, you played with that. We'll try, we'll try to put a link somewhere for your YouTube video. 
on that. Um, cool. What has 2022 been like for you for mopeds there, Blake? Um, especially since things have kind of lifted. Right. <laughs> like we're getting, I feel like next year mopeds will be back because it right. felt like everybody was just so excited for Nashville. Nobody gave a shit about anything, but right. we we're still kind of <laughs> nervous about the pandemic. And then after Baker's, the schedule got backloaded. Right. For rally stuff. Yeah. Uh, I think, I mean, I mean, next year, I think I'm probably going to do a couple builds. Um, I have a derby that I really want to build. Another derby. Another derby. <laughs> Another derby. Uh, I Dude, build it. Build craziness. a Vespa. Go Vespa. Just build I, something. I kind of do. I kind of do want to go Vespa, but I, I can't find one. What? Can't find I one. Did. Hey, I'll I'll tell. I know somebody's got some Vespa trash they'll sell you, dude. Really? Oh yeah. We'll we'll for talk ch- afterwards. For on the cheap cheap. Oh yeah. Cool. Like it's not <laughs> like, dude. I'm not joking. Like it's like I can get you some Vespa frames like on the cheap cheap. So sweet. Yeah yeah. Um, and just hit hit up dose. Like I got set of their wheel. They got four stars there, dude. Like I know that. Um, this episode not brought to you by dose, but you know what? I love those boys. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> fucking rad so whatever um but what what all like i know you talked about next year you but like what have you been up to in mopeds this year i know you said you're at nashville like nashville was nuts for everybody because those guys the daggers did such a great job putting that rally on but i was like everybody's seen each other for the first time in the right. spring and a lot of people hadn't seen each other in a couple right. of years so it's yeah. like shaking hands weird. kissing babies yeah. all that good shit yeah um i think like i mean the fall for me is probably i'm gonna try and go to um new orleans i want to do mm-hmm. that that'd be fun um and i'm definitely going to uh the buzzards rally which is like next week yeah dude um, i'm so excited for stefan and everybody yeah. doing that like dude I wish I could go. I just can't make it happen. Like yeah. I've been, I've gotten to so much shit this year and I know it. So it's like, I'd love to yeah, see all at, you boys down there. At some point you kind of have to like, this isn't uh, a good financial decision for me right now. Oh, <laughs> like, well, yeah. Like, <laughs> New Orleans probably isn't a good financial decision, yeah. but I'm doing it anyways. Screw it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, dude. I've got six months of winter. Don't worry about it. Um, <laughs> But so, Grant. Okay, so you're talking about some builds you got going. I maybe talked you into a Vespa build. Um, I know you guys kicked around the idea of doing Bakers this year. I heard, but it just kind of it it yeah. was it was a hard ass, especially for a lot of the East Coast people. Like, yeah, you have to be half gypsy, and I know you. So a lot of the crew and QCB has big boy jobs, so they mm-hmm. couldn't necessarily get off all that time are you guys thinking about doing it um for in 2023 uh yeah actually yeah i think we have talked about it i think i heard something that it was kind of like east coast friendly i guess like the route i don't know dude nobody knows because you ask the next person like i hear one person saying west coast like i I was talking to somebody who's like well i talked to maitland it's like nobody knows (laughs) but like maitland and maybe one other person like maybe like (laughs) And you know, Malin is such a fucking rad guy. Like, yeah, he's freaking awesome, dude. 
<laughs> and I think I probably said this on every third podcast, but like when I was, I had a stretch in in Oregon that like it was a hundred miles, hundred miles, no fucking turn, God. and like, dude, I would just fucking ride, and like it felt like the scene from the western, like the desert from Back to the Future Two, right? Like when they're out there, <laughs> like out, and I'm just like see like a cave, and I'm like. I had my Maitland Kelly moment. Like I could pull my bike over and I could live in a cave now. And I'll just do that. Like, (laughs) and I love Maitland so much. (laughs) Like, ah, I got, yeah, dude, Maitland. Yeah. But no, dude, that'd be rad to see you guys there. It'd be rad to see you in NOLA. Um, What, if you had to place it, like what, what's the, your favorite bike you have right now because granted i don't have children but like they're all like children like they all have a special place in my heart (laughs) right i'd probably have to say uh my hobbit i think Mm -hmm. and what's the what's the setup on that um so i've got the uh i mean you already know what clutch i have yeah um i have uh the Melosi uh, liquid cooled uh, 70cc uh, kit on it. Um, I've got stock Contra spring. Um, I did the JBot mod on the rear uh, variator. Um, what do you mean the JBot? Did you, did you sand down the yep. rivets? Yeah. Yep. Yep. And know what? Like, not to toot my own horn, but like, that was only common sense to me. Right. Like I, I, I'm not an idiot. Like I like to play. Like oh, I'm this. I'm I'm socially awkward and dumb, but like I can look at stuff and like realize. Well, why don't we just do this? And like right. that was my cool boy moment yeah. in mopeds for a moment. Bring, but yeah, bring the cheeks in. Bring yeah. them together. You bring pull the belt back, and then it makes it pop a wheelie. But yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, uh mini rotor. Uh. And then I've got, I mean, just like one way bearing, or do you have a pulse? One way bearing. Yep. One way bearing. Yep. Um, which I really like that too. That thing has been great. Knock on wood. Yeah. Uh, Grease them. That's what you got to do. You got to grease them. Yeah. And you got to make sure that clutch bell's tight. Yeah. Because I noticed like my uh, Metrikit Hobbit, it loves to knock that fucking clutch bell loose or the clutch bell nut. It loves to knock that loose. I don't know why. Um, what variator are you running on that? Uh, it's so it's the stock bell, and then I've got it's uh, the TJT with the uh, the treats uh, ramp plate. Okay. Yep. No, dude, that's a great combo. Like yeah. great combo. Um, and what I I might start playing with water cooled heads at least what kind of temps does that thing run like if you're blasting on that this is kind of weird man like uh like a full liquid cooled kit like that runs hotter than my derby that just has like a liquid cooled head on it interesting Um, yeah i almost like that setup better um because i feel like it cools the motor better which i don't know the physics behind it but it just seems like it there's science you know the the temps run cooler like mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and that's that's some reason why i want to i got a deal where i'm gonna get a water-cooled head like i want to start playing with how far you can get that advanced 
Like, right. as I started playing with, like, after Bakers, I started playing with, why don't I just retard it and just start leaning it out and see what I can mm-hmm. do? And I've gotten, right. I've got pretty extreme on my Hobbit. Like, I'm at 1.2. <laughs> like, and I think I can go one. And that thing will still do 60 miles an hour yeah. at, like, temps of 300 degrees. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah, I mean, I'm just, and that's that is on a metric kit, and yeah. that's an aluminum kit, and that's what the derby had, and like, I'm just okay. Yeah, dude. Like, because again, did you as a tuner learn a lot in makers? Because like, I learned so fucking much. Like, yeah, yeah, man. Like, I mean, it, it's just weird. Like, you know, seeing the things that wanted to break. You know, mm-hmm. like the weird stuff that wanted to break. You know. Um, mm-hmm. Like, I mean, of course, like for whatever reason, all the exhaust like mounts, like on, I think on everybody's bike at some point they were welding their exhaust mount, like, you know, on mm-hmm. that, on Baker's. Um, uh, so, you know what? Yeah. I'm going to, speaking of unpaid sponsorships at all, mm-hmm. I will shout out this to Ryan, Ryan at uh, Crank Pipes. I did not have one issue with a broken weld. Like, that's awesome. Yeah, Ryan and many people at Baker's did. I did not. So if you want a pipe that will not break, and know it, I had two mounts on one pipe, and I had three mounts on another pipe. I ended up going to my two-mount pipe because this, that, or the other thing. And that pipe went 500 miles and not a single crack, nothing. So Ryan's stuff is unbelievably rad boy knows how to make a pipe what can i say mm-hmm. i mean i've yeah, seen a lot so, like a lot of crazy stuff like i follow him on instagram and you know watch what he's doing it's pretty crazy yeah and like i i like to hit ryan up just see how he's doing because he's such a nice guy and so, yeah he, anybody who gives to the community and like grand like it's a quote unquote it's, it's his business it's a livelihood but like that boy is getting paid pennies per hour for everything he does for everybody. So like, mm-hmm. I just like to, you know, I like to say you're doing a great job. I like to be positive right. with people. What can I say? Um, so you want to hit Nola, like what, what are some other, you talked about, um, doing another derby build, like what's your go-to derby setup? Cause it seems like you guys are like, you're not the derby game everybody's yeah (laughs) i'm gonna go on this gripe derbies aren't rare everybody talks about how like kind of hard to get no they're not like yeah they're out there like seems like they're everywhere right now i don't know yeah Uh, i mean they're a cool bike don't get me wrong i'm not talking shit on them like i think they're rad like i i like low bikes so that's me mm -hmm. so um yeah, the the I guess the build that you know I'm thinking about doing is going to be a start five setup again. Um, mm-hmm. A lot like I don't know if you've ever have you ever seen my uh, my like uh, dirt bike derby that I built. I don't think I have. No. Yeah, that one. It's going to be a lot like that, but I'm going to do like like a street setup. You know, kind of like a crazy like race bike with the frame i have <laughs> mm-hmm. that's my plan right on i actually if i actually get a few bills paid and get a few other builds done 
I have a derby-ish plan that I'll tell you about another time. Um, Sweet. I, yeah, I'll go derby, kind of. <laughs> um, but no, dude, like, and let me ask you this. You can maybe spill a bean or two. Is uh, QCB thinking about doing a rally in the next year or so, or? Um, possibly. Okay, that will possibly. get that. Because it's just, I'm not MA. I think MA is a good thing. But I really hope clubs talk to each other mm-hmm. and say, like, not everybody needs to throw rally in a three week period. Like, right. Cause yeah. it sucks for, it sucks, sucks for people that want to go, you know, it's yeah. like, I can't take off this time from work and blah, blah, blah. Yeah. You know, and I, and if it like, I think the LGN and mosquito fleet thing worked out for the best. Cause like, God, how many people do you think were at rallies that week? And like, mm-hmm. there had to be three to 400 people like moped, rallies like people going to moped rallies that 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 was so awesome to see their photos yeah. and all the things going on mosquito fleet it's like um, your whole news feed is just full of just like rally <laughs> yeah dude that makes awesome. me and that's another great thing about social media right right now like mm-hmm. even the rallies we can't get go to just seeing what's going on is so much fun i right. you get to live vicariously through that um but no dude it was great getting to chit chat with you. Um, do you want to shout out your YouTube show again? Uh, yeah, it's a uh, moped potato on YouTube. Right on. And uh, QCB, do you guys? What's your guys's Instagram? Uh, Instagram is uh, Queen City Barons. Uh, hold on, let me make sure I got that right. <laughs> yeah, Queen City Barons. Uh, NPC. Right on, dude. Um, I can't thank you enough for coming on Second Chance Moped Podcast. Don't forget, everybody, like, listen, review. Tell me how much you think I make a fool out of myself. Uh, (laughs) Blake, I can't thank you enough for coming on Second Chance Moped Podcast. And don't forget, my guy, mopeds are dumb.